Hello, my name is Rodney Barlow, and you're about to hear another teaching that is designed to help you grow so you can establish a firm foundation in Jesus Christ. This teaching is entitled Evangelism. So I want to draw your attention to Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, and we're going to begin there. You'll find these verses. Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Now, let's go to Mark chapter 16, and begin with verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye therefore into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, and sat on the right hand of God. Verse 20, And they went forth, and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Evangelism. God's heart is for souls. God loved us so much that he sent his son, his only son, Jesus Christ, to a dying world that we might have a relationship with Christ. So because we experience the love of God, we owe it to God and we owe it to Christ to share the good news of Jesus Christ to our family, to our friends, and, and to everyone whom God has given us an opportunity to share his plan with their life. Now, what is a commission? Because we want to talk about the Great Commission. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, it is called the Great Commission. Well, let me give you a definition of what we mean by commission. A commission is an authorization to perform certain duties and tasks. The church has been authorized by Jesus, who is the head of the church, to go out and share with people the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news is that God loves them, and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who paid the price for our sins. Not only that, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, God calls us ambassadors. An ambassador is one who represents a nation from another country. But not only that, but he has given you and I the ministry of reconciliation, of bringing people back to Jesus Christ. Now, we need to let people know, because God has given us a master plan for our life. Why? We have been bought with a price. The Bible talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. And God has blessed us, and not only blessed us, but he's sending us back to this world, a world that is hurting, a world that is wounded, a world that is dejected, a world that is distressed, a world that is dying. People are dying and going away to hell, but unless we share the plan of God with them, we can change that destiny for their life. Now, how do we do that? We do that by obeying our commander. Who is the commander? Jesus. He is our commander, and he's not suggesting, but he's telling us to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, the reason why we have to share the gospel to them, because the scripture teaches us that faith for the things of God come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 verse 17, so the faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if you and I do not go and tell people about Christ, they will not have the faith that they need to receive him in their life. The scripture lets us know in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, 
For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. So, what we have to do, we have to evangelize. So what is evangelism? Let me give you a definition of evangelism. Evangelism is the primary task to reach and communicate the love of God to people, enabling them to find a person where they can receive Christ, become a membership in his body, and grow into discipleship. So evangelism has to do somebody receiving Christ, become a membership in his body, and then growing in Jesus Christ. Why? It's not enough just to believe in Christ, but God called us to belong to a local church where we can grow and develop in the things of God. Now, God has a job to do in the earth, and God needs you and I to help him do it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, you'll find these words here. For you, for we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry, and you are God's building. See, God called us to labor with him. Now, so if God called me to labor with him, and God has given us a great commission, and I know that evangelism is the primary task for us to communicate the love of God to people so they can get born again, then they get placed in a local church, then they can grow and disciple uh, be, and be disciple in the things of God. Well, how do I evangelize? Well, let me share with you from the Word of God simple ways where you and I can evangelize. See, God wants us to either be directly part of evangelism or indirectly. Now, so, but the direct part, how do you and I evangelize? Let's, let's, let's take it away. Number one, God has given you and I the ability to evangelize through his word. Now, the word of God is that's the thing we want to share with people. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The word of God is powerful, and you want to share with people God's word, not just your opinion, not just some experience, but the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, God desires for you to use his word because God will confirm his word with signs following. Remember we read that in Mark chapter 16, verse 20. What will God confirm? He will confirm his word. What word? The word that you share with people with signs following. Not only that, that God wants us to use our testimony. See, after you get born again, you have a testimony. And the testimony simply is what God has done in your life. So God wants you to share the word, and then God wants you to share your testimony. Let's look at a classic example how the man shared his testimony in the Bible. This man that we're talking about is Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and he had an opportunity to share his testimony with someone else. Let's go to Acts chapter 26. Acts chapter 26, looking at verse 13. So we share the word, and we also share our testimony, what the Lord has done for us or through us. Acts chapter 26, beginning with verse 13. At midday, O king, along the road I saw light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me, and those who journeyed with me. And when we all had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me, saying in Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
Is it hard for you to kick against the goals? So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuted. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. So you see here, the Apostle Paul shared his testimony to King Agrippa. And not only that, he said, but I was not disobedient, but I was obedient to the heavenly vision. God commands us to share the word of God, and he commands us to share our testimony to others. Now, but not only that, but, but God wants us, and he gives us his Holy Spirit to enable us to be a more effective witness. Let's go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. See, after you get born again, you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And one reason so you can be an effective witness. Now, in Acts chapter 1, same book, but let's go to the first chapter. You will see here that God left the Holy Spirit in the earth so they can be a witness to God, but not just a witness, but an effective witness. Acts 1 verse 8, it says, says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So God gives you and I a supernatural ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to demonstrate his love to others. So, how do we evangelize? We use the Word of God. Not only that, we use our testimony. And then we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and speak through us to be a witness to others. Now, after, let's say, you share your faith with somebody, and, and they're at the point they want to get saved, and they want to get born again. What do you do? Well, you lead them to Christ. How do you lead them to Christ? Let's go to Romans chapter 10. And I, I want to encourage you to memorize this, uh, these two verses or write them down on, on a note card, whatever. So when you're sharing the word in your testimony and you ask somebody, hey, now would you like to give your life to Christ? Because you don't have to be in church to get born again. You can get born again anywhere. i never forget the first time I led somebody to Christ. It was in my car. It was, it was another young kid. Um, and I didn't, know, I didn't know how to lead him to Christ, but... But all I know, I said, do you want to get saved? And I did not memorize it, so I had to take out my little Bible and say, okay, now repeat after me. And, and the guy got saved right in my car. So you don't have to be in church. And guess what? God wants to use you. Not only the preacher, but God wants to use you. The moment you got born again, guess what? You can be used by God to lead others to Christ. Why? Because your sins have been forgiven, and you're a new person in Christ. Now, so what do you what do? You do? You lead them to uh, Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. You pray this prayer. Then if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes to righteousness and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So that's, what, that's how you lead somebody to Christ. Now, now they're saved. What should you tell them next? What happens after you have given your heart to Christ? 
After that, now they need to receive water baptism. Go with me to Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Once a person gets saved, you need to be water baptized. Jesus was baptized. He is our example. And you see, in the early church, after they got born again, it was water baptism. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were cut to heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. So you see here, Peter said, after you repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So you want to receive water baptism. Not only that, either before water baptism or after, you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it gives you the power, the enablement to, uh, to live for Christ. And it just takes the word of God, in my estimation, it makes God's word more alive. And you feel his presence strong in your life. And now you have a prayer language written. And we already talked about the Holy Spirit, so we're not going to say so much about that. But after you got born again, make sure that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there's those scriptures there, Acts chapter 8, 14 through 17, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, Acts chapter 19, again, verse 1 through 7. So you want, to, you want, them, you want them to know what a baptism, get them filled with the Holy Ghost, and then read your Bible daily. Go with me to Acts 17. You want to read your Bible daily. It's good to start, I would say, in the Gospels. You can start with the book of Mark, and, and then go to Matthew, and Luke, and John. Read the Gospels so you can see the life of Jesus. And then I want to encourage you, it's good to read the Psalms and Proverbs, and so you can start getting accustomed to the Word of God. But read something every day. Do read the Word of God. Acts chapter 17, verse 11, you see here. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So in other words, they just didn't take Paul's word for it, but they believed the man of God, but they searched the scriptures out for themselves. So we want to encourage you to get yourself a good Bible. And a New King James is a good Bible. Thompson James is a good Bible. But get yourself a good Bible and begin to read the word every day. Not only that, but I want to encourage you to pray every day. Pray and, and spend time with God every day. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 17. It says, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It says, pray without ceasing. And then Psalms chapter 5. Verse 3 says this. My voice you should, hear, you should hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. And then David said in Psalms 55, verse 17. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he should hear my voice. So you want to pray not only in the morning, but at noontime. Not only at noontime, but in the evening. So you should want to develop a relationship with God through prayer. So you receive water baptism, be baptized in the Holy Spirit, read your Bible daily, you want to pray daily.
You want to establish a fellowship with God. And you want to attend church service regularly. As often as you can, you get yourself in a church meeting. They have intercessory prayer. Get yourself in a meeting. The Tuesday night or the Wednesday night Bible study, Sunday morning. Every time the church doors open and you can be there, you need to get yourself there. It'll help you grow. And the Bible says we claim through the Word of God and you'll, you will find yourself learning things. And sometimes you have questions. And guess what? The man, God will give the man of God the Word of God for you. And you're like, oh man, I, I, was, I, I needed to know that. So God's Word is designed to help you and to build you up. And, and I want to encourage you to come to church. It's good to get, you know, the CDs, the DVDs. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing. But not only that, but God called us to assemble together, you know, so you really can be a part of what God is doing in our local church. Now, go with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As, as is the man of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So God lets us know the word. Hey, come to church and come to church regularly so you can grow and you can get built up. And lastly, you want to spread the good news. Share your faith with your loved ones. Realize now that, guess what? You have the power of Christ inside of you. You are anointed of God. When you got born again, you got anointed. And you have the ability to cast out devils, to lay hands on the sick, and then will recover because that's what Jesus said in Mark chapter 16. And so you're ready to win your loved ones to Jesus Christ. But before we close this meeting out, I want to give you three scriptures that I want you to memorize and to meditate on. Now, the Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And Mark chapter 16, Verse 15. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for those precious loved ones that they have given their life to Christ. They've been through some teaching and firm foundation. Now, God, when you give them opportunities to share their faith, I thank you that they will use the word, they will use the testimony, and they will allow the Holy Spirit to use them. And God, I thank you that they will win their friends and family and those that they don't even know to Jesus Christ. And God, I bless God for what you're doing in their life and what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen.